What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. I just want to say a couple words on behalf of a couple of amazing sponsors of this show, grassfed in usa.com slash Patriot Underground and switch hyphen stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You're going to see links for both of those in the description. And I just want to tell folks, first of all, the grass fed beef is absolutely incredible. We're talking about farm to table, no mRNA injections, no antibiotics, no hormones, no magnets sticking to your beef. The incredible flavor, folks, I can't even get over it. The filet mignon is my favorite, but they have ribeye, ground beef, all different cuts at prices that, quite frankly, are stunning. I was, I was shocked at how low the prices are, considering the quality of what you're getting shipped directly to your door. This is a no-brainer, folks. Check it out and switch hyphenstores.com slash Patriot Underground is the place to go to do all of your shopping for your household and your personal items. This is a no-brainer, folks. We have to create a new economy. We have to vote with our dollars, with our financial resources. Hopefully, there'll be U.S. notes pretty soon. But certainly, our financial resources, our energy has to be directed toward companies and toward causes that are aligned with us spiritually politically and in every other way that it's going to take for us to take this across the finish line. It's incumbent upon us to shop with the good guys and to defund the cabal to the best of our ability by ditching the big box conglomerates. So switch hyphen stores.com slash Patriot underground links in the description and grass fed in USA.com slash Patriot underground. Check them out today, folks. You're going to absolutely love it. All right. Enjoy the show, everybody. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is October 25th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today I'm going to provide a situation analysis report. And I once again just want to thank my audience for their patience as I've been continuing to navigate some very challenging issues in my personal life. And I just want to say that my gratitude extends to all of you for your understanding and for your loving support. But as we know, there's a lot going on in the world, and we're going to dive into it tonight, as we always do, to get a sense of the landscape, as I like to say, from the 40,000-foot perspective, and discover, as we always do, the truth beneath the surface. Now, from a geopolitical standpoint, we can certainly see that the world is shifting in the direction we had always anticipated. And of course, this ties in directly to the drama that we're witnessing play out domestically, because all of the puzzle pieces are interconnected and no events that we see unfolding on the world stage are disconnected from the overall operational objectives of the alliance. Folks, we are still engaged in a very fluid conflict as the enemy increases their desperation to keep their machine of dominance that's rooted in constant war in the timeline that they had established for humanity, which of course is a headlong dive into Armageddon. But as we know, the Lord has other plans for us, and everything that's happening right now is leading to the reversal event that looms ever closer. So I think it makes sense for us to begin our discussion tonight by providing a recap of what we've seen play out in recent weeks, and in that process, examine the trajectory of the war as a way of reaffirming that the objectives of the Q operation are indeed being achieved, even as we continue to labor under the fog of war 
which makes it appear otherwise on the surface. I also asked my audience on Telegram and on Truth Social to provide me with some questions as well that I'm going to respond tonight throughout the course of the show. These are questions that I think are important to consider as we move forward in the weeks and months ahead. And I'll be addressing other questions on future podcasts as well. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Now, recently, the French Foreign Legion has essentially been removed from Niger and from other African nations as well. After many, many, many years of pilfering that entire continent. Basically, we're seeing the reversal of over a century of colonialism. And as we know, this is the direct result of Russian influence, specifically the economic and military alliances that were formed in secret between the white hat elements of the various military forces around the world, which, as we know, is the only way to unseat this ancient enemy from power. And of course, this is happening right alongside the war in Ukraine, which has gone horribly sideways for the deep state as they attempt to safeguard one of their primary strongholds from falling into alliance control. And by the way, Israel also falls directly into that category. And I'm going to touch upon that a little bit later in the show. So it's become clear that not only is Ukraine incapable of winning the war, but also that their entire population is being decimated in the process. And the reason the Russians aren't interested in a surrender is because the Ukrainians under Zelensky violated the Minsk II agreement by moving NATO missiles into position to strike Russia, not to mention the race-specific bioweapons being developed to target the Slavic people that was happening right in Ukraine. And indeed, the Slavic people are genetically different from the Khazars. And of course, we also know that Ukraine had been conducting a genocide, literally a genocide in the Donbass that went completely unreported by the mainstream media, which functions as a shield for the enemy on so many different levels, as I know this audience is well aware. And then in addition to all this, we've seen NATO functioning as a proxy for the cabal allied forces of the divided U.S. military attempting to bait Russia into expanding the conflict into a wider war with drone strikes directly on their territory. But because Vladimir Putin is a white hat, they haven't taken the bait. And it's exactly that bait which the deep state is using in so many different contexts and so many different theaters in this war to derail the alliance objective of unity against this common enemy. The cabal's only answer to alliances formed against them is to manipulate and to manufacture division and then use false flags to bait world powers to turn against one another. But notice that it's not working. Regardless of how hard they push, it's not working. In essence, what's happened is that the Russians have encircled cabal strongholds, both on and beneath the surface in Ukraine. As the enemy continues to deploy any resources they have left in terms of soldiers and military equipment, which is dwindling fast, in a losing effort to prevent these dens of evil from falling into alliance control. And yet, while there's been significant progress in slowing down the evil operations of the enemy, the fact is that the war underground is far from over, both in Ukraine and in many other theaters across the world. And I'm going to touch upon that in some more detail 
towards the end of the show tonight. But the good news is that Ukraine can't hold out much longer. NATO allies are in the process of outright defection. From Turkey to Germany to Poland, the political landscape has shifted significantly in terms of public support as their military resources are drained and their economies continue to suffer as the result of being cut off from Russian energy. And certainly much of this paradigm shift is directly the result of the truth about the Nord Stream 2 sabotage taking root in the consciousness of the people all across the world. They can see the tactics of the deep state with ever-increasing clarity. And indeed, this has always been the white hat strategy. And it's also important to point out here that in terms of military funding to keep the war machine going and hence enable the cabal to retain control by manipulating both sides at the very top, the wells dried up. And we know that because of the failing of the deep state objectives in Ukraine, there's been a vast disruption in their various money laundering channels. And of course, the Davos level slush funds, as Jim Willie calls them, which are being both discovered and cut off as the result of Alliance strategic operations. And to add to their desperation, we also have a congressional bill to halt additional Ukraine funding which is, of course, indicative of the will of the majority finally being voiced on Capitol Hill, at least as it pertains to this issue. But it's happening on other issues as well. So in essence, because so many channels of enemy activity are being exposed, the cabal needed a new war, which brings us to another conversation about Israel. Now, I think it's very well understood at this point by virtually anyone paying attention that this was a stand-down order. We've seen direct reports from former IDF, very high-ranking personnel, who vehemently denied that the IDF was caught off guard. So let's dig into that a little bit and put this whole situation into perspective, starting with how the attack occurred. Now, I pointed out that Hamas is a creation of Mossad, and this was essentially admitted to by Netanyahu. The idea was to derail the path to Palestinian statehood by elevating Hamas to the organizational level of negotiations and then, in so doing, minimizing the influence of the moderates under Abbas by driving a wedge between the different factions in Gaza. And of course, the entire time, the cabal is controlling the leaders of Hamas to ensure constant violence which would prevent a lasting peace. The reality is that the Zionists don't want peace. The plan was always to create and maintain the conditions for World War III emanating from Israel, just like Albert Pike wrote about. He laid it all out in Morals and Dogma back in 1871, oddly the same year that the U.S. Corporation was established. And Pike who was a Rothschild loyalist and a Freemason elitist, a Satanist, he described how the West, which they now controlled, would be used to drive out the Islamic population, to drive out all of the Islamic people from their land and essentially commit a genocide in the process of stealing all of their resources. Pike described 
what is truly the Khazarian Mafia masquerading as Western governments, aligned with Zionist-controlled Israel, launching an assault on the Islamic world, both on the Sunnis and the Shiites, with the aforementioned objective of seizing control of vast oil, gas, and mineral wealth, which stretches all the way across the Middle East, all the way to the Mediterranean. And certainly it's worth pointing out that Saudi Arabia alone has an estimated $1 trillion in mineral resources beneath the surface, and that virtually the same amount exists all across the Middle East. We're talking about an abundance that's truly hard to fathom. Now, considering that the cabal controls both sides, of course, there are other objectives as well. There always are. And one is to deplete Western nations in terms of their military and economic resources. This was part of what Pike wrote about. And he also talked about conquering the spirit of the people in the process of this war. We always have to remember that the elites control both sides. The strategy is divide and conquer. So the objective is to cause global decimation and have the cabal ride in as the saviors to impose their new world order. And it's also important to keep in mind that the war in Israel is directly related to the war in Ukraine in the sense that the cabal is trying to tempt the Russians into a wider war and they didn't take the bait. Now they're attempting to ignite yet another global conflict. And in a similar way, the Islamic nations know that they're being baited by the cabal as well. And this is why there's not going to be a conflagration into worldwide kinetic confrontation, especially involving thermonuclear war. It's not going to happen. This is where the secret Q alliance is coming into play. So in terms of interpreting the military posturing that we're seeing right now, we always have to remember that nothing is as it seems on the surface. The Q military alliance is worldwide and very much a secret perpetuated through fog of war and essentially driven by game theory tactics, which have led us up to this point. The deep state doesn't know who's who anymore, folks. Their infiltration game backfired on them because the White Hats decided to play the same game. And they can no longer control all the levers of power which are necessary to engineer another world war. Remember how Q continually talked about infiltration, not invasion? It's really the secret alliance between Trump, Putin, and Xi that's going to prevent this worldwide conflagration. We're certainly going to go right up to the precipice, but never are we going to slip into the abyss of mutually assured destruction. But getting back to Israel for a moment here, let's provide a bit more context to establish the fingerprints of the enemy on what was clearly an inside job. Now, earlier I mentioned reports from the IDF soldiers indicating a stand down occurred. In addition to that, we've also seen reports surface directly out of Israel that high ranking officials ordered IDF soldiers to abandon their posts, some even at gunpoint. And then, of course, is the widely discussed Jerusalem Post article 
indicating that 86% of Israelis believe that this was an inside job. That is absolutely staggering. They're awake. They know that this was a stand-down, abandoned post order that Netanyahu's regime bears responsibility for. And we certainly know that Netanyahu, even before this all happened, was extremely unpopular. Jim Willie and I talked about his vaccine mandate. That push that caused massive harm against the Israeli people. There's been a huge backlash against him as the result of that. And not only that, he's being investigated for bribery and corruption. And he was close to being impeached and removed. And then suddenly this happened and all of that is derailed. And by the way, it's not the real Netanyahu. The real Netanyahu, if you really want the truth, he was he was actually involved in Fukushima. But back to the significance of the Jerusalem Post article, because this is really huge. This audience knows very well that Q told us Israel will be safe for last. And clearly, given where we find ourselves in the trajectory of this war, I do believe this false flag is a direct indication that the final phases are underway. And what's happening now is setting up the climactic moment of this pantomime, which is the near-death experience. By now, we've well established that the cabal needed another war for funding, which, of course, is now being lumped together with Ukraine by fake Biden. Isn't that convenient? But as always, like we were talking about a moment ago, there are multiple objectives associated with any cabal operation, some of which we haven't mentioned yet that need to be tied into the overall picture. Now, from a financial standpoint, we have long discussed the de-dollarization initiative that's being spearheaded by the BRICS alliance. And there can be no doubt that the cabal launched this false flag in Israel to disrupt that process. And in so doing, attempt to fortify the U.S. dollar against a rising tide of opposition led by the BRICS nations. Keep in mind that prior to the outbreak of war in Israel, the Islamic world was very much in the process of unification, despite the religious divide between Sunni and Shiite factions. We were seeing Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Iran, and a bunch of other countries putting aside their differences to halt the Yemen war, which was yet another deep state ploy to ignite the Middle East. And they had essentially been working together to isolate the cabal hierarchy, particularly from a financial standpoint, both within Israel in Europe and the United States. And this was all due to their economic development alignment under the BRICS umbrella. We even saw Iran open up an embassy in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And so what's really going on with the Hamas false flag attack is an attempt by the cabal to disrupt the unity of the Islamic world, which is perfectly aligned with what Albert Pike articulated would be the objectives of the Third World War. This was all part and parcel of the 16-year plan that they had intended to execute with Hillary in office. What's key to understand here is that in order for the alliance plan to work, other nations need to avoid taking the bait, just as Russia did, in order to stonewall the objectives of the enemy. And a key nation to watch undoubtedly is Iran, given their history with defying the Zionists in Israel. 
particularly with their Hezbollah army positioned in Lebanon, which is already engaging in skirmishes with the IDF. And in addition to Iran, another country that I've mentioned, is Syria. They're a central part of this equation as well, especially given their ties to Russia. And there certainly is the concern that Russia could be drawn directly into the conflict, and that could very easily be the onset of World War III. But, as we were just talking about, Russia understands the playbook, and they're not going to fall into the deep state trap. But just as Syria falls under Russian influence, I do believe that Iran operates largely under Chinese influence, which brings us back to the TPX triumvirate, as Jim Willie calls it. Now, my feeling is that Iran, which is indeed a wild card, there's no denying it, but I do believe that Iran is going to hold back. I do believe there's going to be a lot of saber rattling. There might be some skirmishes, but I do not believe that Iran is going to get directly involved and join an assault against Israel and thereby force the hands of other world powers. I don't think we're going to see that happen. Not only that, there's a lot of evidence that the Iranian people are awake. And they're aware of the fact that Ayatollah Khomeini was a CIA asset who was created and put in power essentially to divide the Islamic world and transform the sovereign government of Iran into an ideologically radical religious regime to set up World War III by attacking Israel. And certainly we know that Iran has a divided military. But we can reasonably conclude that the alliance had to have anticipated Israel's attempt to lure them into war. So my contention is that what we see being set up right now for optics will go in a very different direction than what the enemy had anticipated. Now, how we get there is always going to remain shrouded in mystery until it all unfolds. But the alliance has taken every necessary step to ensure that mass-scale destruction will be avoided. Certainly, this is a war. We all know that. There have already been far too many casualties. <clears throat> but mass-scale destruction of humanity had always been the cabal's goal. And that is what the alliance is safeguarding against. So this is all leading to a standoff, likely a nuclear standoff, like you've heard me talk about, that will be peacefully resolved. And while the kinetic action we see playing out is necessary to eliminate enemy assets and to eliminate their infrastructure, both on the surface and beneath, the main choke points of power that could lead us into an Armageddon scenario are under white hat control. So understanding all this, we can see why Israel is blaming Iran for funding and providing the weapons for the false flag inside job, quarterbacked by Langley and Israeli intelligence. But the reality of the matter is that a lion's share of these weapons came from the 80 billion in military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. For this very purpose, the purpose of maintaining war in the Middle East without having to go through the hassle of congressional funding. It's also worth noting 
that there were additional reports indicating that many of the weapons that were used by Hamas came from Ukraine via the U.S. and NATO. The deep state always provides the raw materials to keep the war going. They run false flag attacks, and then they project their own crimes on other nation states who have cabal puppets in leadership positions to bait them into war so that they can manage the conflict on both sides. This is the paradigm that the military alliance, the White Hats, have exposed to their counterparts all over the world. And this is the very reason that so much of what we're witnessing is a movie being directed by the White Hats. And what's so ironic and beautiful about all of it is that the cabal is utterly confused. They honestly don't know which of their assets are under white hat control and can't figure out why none of their attempts to cause civil and world war have failed repeatedly. A primary example of this is fake Biden. He's under alliance control. He has been this entire time. And the cabal uberlords, they think they still control the civilian wing of the presidency. Although I do think it's pretty clear they figured out who the real commander-in-chief is. That's why all of this Trump trial drama is nothing but scripted fiction to hasten the awakening prior to the EBS. And there's a multitude of evidence to suggest that this aspect of the plan is actually working, albeit slower than we expected and wanted, particularly in the U.S. and Canada which have been subjected to arguably the most intense MKUltra programming of any countries in the world. But getting back to how constant conflict is sustained across the world with plausible deniability, we can trace this pattern back farther than the aforementioned debacle in Afghanistan. We can examine the motivations behind the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Remember they fed us lies about babies and incubators? and involvement in 9-11 to rally public support. And when that wasn't enough, they needed to scare us by talking about WMDs be used against us. Only then to claim that none were found when we went in there. But it turned out those weapons were actually there. And they had clear U.S. origin markings on them. And they were aimed at Israel. Bush Sr. set up the entire framework for World War III. But there were complicating factors that forced the cabal to act preemptively to invade. And those complicating factors were white hat operations. But when they realized that Saddam wasn't towing the line, they went in. And the real reason that they went in was to protect the king dollar which, as we know, is the primary function of the U.S. military, at least according to the cabal. And the Iraqis were about to establish euro-based oil payments. This would have been the first major de-dollarization domino that the enemy feared would spread all throughout the region, and it would have. In the same way, the BRICS alliance is spreading exponentially now. All of these countries want out of this debt slavery. And the cabal could not give them that option. They could not let that path begin to form. And not only that, Iraq 
had also begun to embark on Russian oil contracts. Contrary to the endgame objectives of the cabal-engineered Second World War, which, amongst other things, was aimed at isolating Russia. And so, when we were told that the teams never found the weapons, the reality is that they were discovered at at least 10 military bases, 10 different locations. And they were then covertly transported by the cabal around the world for future use. Not only that, they also moved other weapons of war all around the world for the same reasons we discussed with reference to Afghanistan, which, by the way, was invaded to control the world's heroin supply. Now, a moment ago, I mentioned that the primary motivation of the Iraq war was to insulate the dollar. Well, we also know that the cabal stole 40 to 50 metric tons of gold, which of course is the biggest threat to the fiat system, from Iraq's central bank. And consequently, the major focal point for the RV seems to center around restitution for all of this stolen gold. And, of course, the crashing of the dinar in the aftermath of the U.S. invasion. Now, from a financial standpoint, folks know that for quite some time now, I've discussed the underlying crisis of the fiat system being the rejection of the treasury bond, combined with the interruption of the cabal's illicit revenue sources, primarily stemming from Russian alliance operations in Ukraine. Not only that, we've also discussed how big Wall Street banks with massive derivative exposure are the accelerant that are eventually going to cause the entire house of cards to collapse. And of course, this is why I continually urge folks to get out of the dollar, to roll over. If you have an IRA, if you have a 401k, roll them over into precious metals. And by the way, you can click on the link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com and find out how easy it is. But as far as these derivatives go, it turns out that oil prices are very likely set to rise in the near future due to an oil embargo for supporting Israeli genocide in the event they launch the promised ground invasion of Gaza, which could come at any moment. And what's key to understand about this potential embargo is that it actually plays into the deep state's hands in the sense that higher oil prices will enable the big banks to liquidate petrodollar derivatives at a profit and thus make up for all their lost revenue in other areas. This is just yet another example of how the enemy profits from the chaos that they engineer. But the bigger issue right now clearly, is avoiding another world war, which Donald Trump vowed to do. And of course, the trillion-dollar question is how the alliance plans to maneuver Trump into position to de-escalate all of this geopolitical tension, and when this will happen, especially given the fact that the underground war is far from over. And the border crisis continues to escalate. So let's discuss those threat vectors for a moment. Certainly we know that the border has never been worse. If you go back to the Obama era, all the way up through I think it's January 2021, 
it was estimated that anywhere from 25 to 30 million unvetted illegals had crossed the border. And now if you fast forward to the Biden era, the fake Biden era, that number has risen to 50 million with estimates of up to 10,000 a day. And of course, that's why we're beginning to see Texas mobilize independently of the federal government to stem the flow. We also know, in addition to Arabs and Latinos, a very large number of military-aged Chinese males have been detected as well. And this is all being quarterbacked by the three-letter agencies. We know that these individuals have been given phones. We know that they've been told to stand by and await their orders, which filter down through the Rockefellers to the Obama control network that is at least partially puppeteering fake Biden. However, the good news is that these sleeper cells have been infiltrated. There's that word again. Trump and the White Hats have deployed tens of thousands of military. Jim Willie talked about many of them being from El Salvador. But my understanding is they're coming from other countries as well to infiltrate these groups and to track them. And so these military units, they don't just apprehend these military-aged males for deportation. They also function as assets to monitor deep state command and control border operations. And additionally, we've also heard reports indicating that the heads of Black Lives Matter and Antifa have been arrested. They've been dealt with behind the scenes, either imprisoned or executed. So I do believe that the White Hats have several safeguards in place, not the least of which is the rollout of Jasara, which will ensure that the border crisis does not evolve into what the deep state had planned. And rather, there'll be a peaceful migration of all these individuals back to their home country after those who come here to cause destruction have been dealt with swiftly by the military. Meanwhile, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the underground wars are ongoing. And we know the primary objective is to rescue children and human trafficking victims and liberate all of these adrenochrome harvesting centers amongst many, many other evils, and I certainly don't want to get into them. But we know that this is going on. We know that special forces have been fighting this underground war for quite some time now. There are Marines involved as well. And as Jim talked about, we know that there's an active hot war going on, and we actually know where it's going on underneath Los Angeles and Southern California. And recall, he mentioned that there have been witnesses in Long Beach that have reported scores of military transport vehicles passing through on the way to the port in Long Beach, where they go underground into the tunnels at 2 and 3 in the morning. And there have been large explosions coming from these battles literally on a nightly basis that are being reported as earthquakes. And my understanding is that they're fighting the cartels, as Jim talked about. He also mentioned Chinese cyborgs. And of course, the CCP, we know they're down there. And my understanding is there are also non-terrestrial forces as well that are involved on both sides of this battle. And certainly, we've learned a lot about wave pattern differentials 
way back when Fukushima happened, as the result of Bush family-associated engineers using micro-nukes, and then blaming it on earthquakes, the wave patterns in relation to the primary energy spike are clear evidence of a controlled demolition and not a natural event. And certainly Gene Decode has educated countless people on this very topic. And by the way, this hot war is also raging in other areas as well. Jim talked about Quebec and Maine being another very intense battle zone. We know that there are soldiers that are being treated in med beds, not just for their physical injuries, if they make it out of there. And by the way, he talked about the fact that there have been thousands, many, many thousands of casualties on the Alliance side. That's something we can never forget, but not just to repair their physical injuries, but to repair the trauma from what they've witnessed down there. Intel reports indicate that the special forces have indeed made progress in identifying and neutralizing a lot of these hidden underground nukes. In fact, I think it's fairly safe to say at this point that the cabal can no longer use this as a threat. But since the nukes have been taken out, of course, they've responded with other threats. Marburg, and certainly they also have the shipping container missiles, and there are probably many other threats that the White Hats are dealing with that we don't even know about. But despite all of these challenges that are indeed ongoing, for all the reasons we discussed tonight, it's clear that the alliance is in control of all the key levers of power and that we are indeed winning this war. Folks will recall that several times I've postulated that the individual playing Elon Musk is not the original. And certainly I can remember the video of him at the World Cup where you could very clearly see the neckline of his mask. Now the individuals that I've talked to are very confident in saying that Elon Musk, the original, was captured. He was dealt with. And he was replaced by the alliance for the purpose, primarily, of controlling Starlink. Now, this is key for many reasons, not the least of which is that it happens to be the satellite network over Ukraine that's used for GPS targeting and drone command and control. And the fact that it's used far more by the Russians than Ukraine is a direct indication that the alliance is in control of Starlink. So, in conclusion tonight, I just want to remind folks that despite our frustrations and all of the suffering that we've had to endure, it's important to remember that the way that this war is being fought in a covert manner does not favor the enemy. It actually favors the White Hats. And this is contrary to what a lot of people out there might think. We've had many discussions about why the alliance doesn't just go in hot and expose the deep state for all the world to see. But the reality is that this approach would not only risk civil war, but it would also prevent the alliance from maneuvering covertly to take down the deep state infrastructure and to rescue children who are trapped in hell. If the public conversation centered around everything that we know, when we wanted it to happen, the world would be in far greater chaos than it is now, believe me. 
the Alliance had no choice but to refuse to give the cabal what they wanted, which was an open confrontation that they could then manipulate using the mainstream media to steer the direction towards their agenda of world war and human depopulation. The truth is, is that the deep state wanted to be confronted openly when they were still in a position to wage war effectively. But now that the alliance has systematically defanged them and wrestled the bullhorn of information away to begin to red pill the population, they're experiencing a level of panic that they've never known before. And they are literally in desperation mode to try to stay in power. But they will fail. They've already failed. We are in the final phases, fellow patriots. So hold the line and keep the faith. Remember your mission. Remember why you took this journey to begin with. One of my favorite quotes from the movie Gladiator. What we do in life echoes in eternity. And indeed, the actions that we're taking right now are securing the future for countless generations that will forever live in gratitude of the sacrifices that we made to defy evil and to redefine the human experience as God intended here on earth. All right, everyone, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Please let me know in the comments and hit that like button if you did enjoy today's show. Also, make sure you're following me on all the different platforms I'm on. I'm on BitChute, Rumble, Podbean, Odyssey, and I'm also on Truth Social and Telegram. Make sure you're following me on all those different platforms. I'm very active on Telegram. I also wanted to mention, folks, make sure you check out the links in the description. First one I'll talk about is PatriotUnderground.shop. That's my merch store. Thank you to everybody out there who's made a purchase. I have T-shirts. I have hoodies, stickers, a whole wide range of very affordably priced items, very high quality. Please check it out. Also, I want to mention my affiliates, PatriotUndergroundGold.com. I mentioned them a little bit earlier during the show. Absolutely the best company out there, folks. I only partner with the best, and I only bring you opportunities that make sense that I personally have chosen to do in my life. I am invested in precious metals. I believe that this is the right thing to do. I'm not a financial advisor, but I don't think you have to be one to read the tea leaves and see where everything is going financially. De-dollarization is a reality. The gold standard is coming back. Constitutional money is coming back. Make the transition now. Get out of the dollar. Get out of the stock market while you still have the chance. Click on that link. You're going to absolutely love the team that I work with. So many people out there have already been very satisfied. They're very comfortable with the decision that they made. And let's face it, folks. Gold is being suppressed and has been suppressed basically forever by the cabal. And when this all goes down, when this reversal event happens, we're going to see that price skyrocket. It's probably going to get pegged somewhere between eight and $10,000 an ounce. That's my personal belief. It's not that outrageous considering some of the other claims that I've heard. And mine is based upon some very well-researched individuals that I bring to you on the show regularly. Make this move, folks. You won't be disappointed. 
And I also wanted to mention switch-stores.com and grassfedinusa.com slash Patriot Underground. Both of those links are in the description. Switch-stores, this is the best place to go to reallocate your financial resources, to align with your political and your spiritual values. This is a company that provides the best household and personal products out there, the best vitamins and supplements, the best essential oils. The list goes on and on. So many folks out there have made this transition. Over 2 million people have decided to make that switch, to shop with the good guys, to no longer go into the big box conglomerates whenever they have the opportunity to spend their money with the good guys. I highly recommend folks click that link. Grassfedinusa.com slash Patriot Underground, the best grass-fed beef that you're going to find, period. Prove me wrong, folks. I'm telling you, make an order. Sink your teeth into the filet mignon or the ribeye and then call me a liar. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. No hormones, no mRNA injections, no magnets sticking to your food, no antibiotics, nothing but pure, organic, delicious beef from farm to table. It's a no-brainer, folks. Click the link in the description. You'll be very happy you did. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and Godspeed. I'll be back soon with another report, but until then, Patriot out.